This episode is brought to you by DBT Skills for Everyone. Learn DBT Skills online at your own pace. Access our growing library of more than 20 hours of content with new videos added weekly for only $10 per month. Cancel anytime. Learn more about DBT Skills for Everyone and other courses at dbtokc.com and click on training. Welcome to the DBT for Everyone podcast. Dialectical behavior therapy can help people live mindfully, relate effectively, and cope skillfully. This podcast features interviews, insight, and teaching related to all things DBT. Brought to you by the team at DBT Institute Oklahoma City. Check us out at dbtokc.com. Now let's get to it. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the DBT for Everyone podcast. Uh, I'm excited to um, be talking with one of my colleagues here at the DBT Institute, Sarah Baker. Um, Sarah is Hi. she is a licensed professional counselor here in the state of Oklahoma, and um, we're going to talk with Sarah a little bit about her background and how she came to um, practice DBT, and then we're going to dive into... Um, some some more discussion about uh, DBT and and how you can benefit from it. So, um, Sarah, tell us a little bit more about how you came to be a psychotherapist and what you really like about DBT. Yeah, hi. Um, I became a therapist. I think it's important to <clears throat> want to ease the the burden of emotional pain and offer understanding and grace. And uh, one way to do that would be to become a psychotherapist. Um, and I wanted to uh, help those around me to feel empowered, to cope effectively and gain skills to improve their lives. I really like DBT for a variety, variety of reasons. Um, one of those is I'm a very skills-based therapist and um dbt offers so many skills not just um to use clinically but in our everyday lives you know i i often find myself um, relying on skills to to manage different situations yeah and you know that is something that makes dbt unique is the use of skills and you know for those who may be new to psychotherapy or counseling you know there are many different approaches that we can take um, many different types of therapy that someone might experience and so um, you know are you saying that not all therapies use skills like um, what is the benefit of learning skills in the context of psychotherapy would you say I think a lot of therapy, um, different therapeutic models do use skills. However, I think some are more practical than others. Um, you know, often what I hear um, is people coming from ever, other therapeutic models is that it works in the session or when they're going through therapy, but they have a hard time really applying those skills out in the real world in their daily lives. And I think DBT offers a lot of practical um, situations, a lot of practical examples to utilize in their day-to-day life. Um, you know, the diary card where you're rating your emotions every day. 
um, um, the wise mind, um, which is a skill in mindfulness that helps you kind of find balance between the logical sides of our mind and the emotional sides of our mind. Yeah, so, you know, like you said, DBT has so many practical skills that people can use in their everyday life. And but even a skill like wise mind, you know, it has like a like a, a more practical surface level application of just okay, let me think about what's going on in my head and my heart or my logic and my emotions. But but also it can go really deep, you know, because psychotherapy can also be a very deep insightful process of like discovering what your wise mind is telling you, trying to find that inner wisdom that we sometimes can't hear because of all the distractions and all the noise in our everyday life and experience. Um, so that is something that makes DBT unique. And, you know, really the what we want to focus on today in this episode is why do people seek dialectical behavior therapy and what are some of those practical benefits that people might experience from participating in a DBT therapy experience? Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought that up because that is a good question. Why do people seek DBT? Um, I, in my, in my view as a clinician, uh, people might seek DBT for a variety of reasons. I think one of those reasons might be that they've been told they express or don't express their emotions more strongly um, or hold on to an event longer than others. They may feel that they are um, out of control in either their personal or professional lives or maybe even both. And they don't know, they don't seem to know how to come off autopilot. Um, the word disassociate comes up quite often in an intake process. Three, attempting to, uh, or the third might be, is attempting to cope effectively with their emotions has pr proved to become too difficult with the skills they already utilize and they want to um, find a way to be more effective and regulate and communicate better with those around them and in their own body. Yeah, yeah, you really, you really hit on, on the key points of people just feeling um, like they don't know how to express their emotions, feeling so overwhelmed and out of control and... Um, and just really not having the skills to manage their everyday life. And yes. oftentimes folks will end up in a really difficult situation. And there's something that we say in DBT that, that living like this is hell for so many people. And our job is to help them get out of hell and to build a life that's worth living. And so uh, maybe somebody ends up in a psychiatric hospitalization or they end up uh, alone and and without a job or without a partner um, or they're suffering medically and physically in part because of the overwhelming stress um, that affects their mind and body and so uh, doctors oftentimes will say to people you need DBT and they're like what's that and then they google it right or the doctor makes a referral and they have no idea what it is and they Google it and then that's the beginning. And oftentimes people are like, oh, the DBT Institute, what's that? How do people know what you do and, and how do they find about 
who you are and oftentimes it's it's kind of like those who need it um, either know about it or are learning about it someone has encouraged them to look into DNA. absolutely yeah and it seems like a beacon of light right a ray of hope yeah yeah because it finally offers like uh an explanation for what they've been experiencing and it also offers like a roadmap to get through it exactly yes so um you know there are some celebrities that have shared their experience with uh, participating in dbt one of those is lady gaga and she says that love her yeah i know right that she says dbt is a really strong way of learning how to live and it's a guide to understanding your emotions um so people from all walks of life um, have benefited from DBT and and it's it's unique because um, it's really like East meets West and in so doing like we're given tools to change our situation we talked about this in the last episode acceptance versus and tools to uh, change our situation and also um, tools to help us like accept reality as it is and to accept the things that we cannot change and and both of those postures require <laughs> requires skills um, and we, we often you know don't know those skills and there's no way we can learn them except being kind of immersed and exposed to them in this kind of a setting yeah so what are some of the benefits that you've seen in working uh, with your clients uh, what kinds of progress have they made even within a few weeks of meeting with them and then like maybe even your own personal life if you don't mind sharing what are some benefits of these dbt skills sure um so you know a couple of the things that i've seen with clients within the first couple of weeks is it right they're not just kind of yeah. um letting life happen around them you know they're they're kind of maybe finding some control and some structure in their lives to, um, with the help of the diary card, with the help of weekly appointments or bi-weekly appointments of just finding that structure. And then um, in my personal life, you know, structure, I was thinking about this this morning as I was getting ready, is that... Um, how important when you just slightly go off the your structured or your your um, your weekly schedule or your schedule in general that life can feel kind of out of control you don't know exactly what to do with yourself um, and even in a very minute way you know what I mean so finding um, being able to plan makes you feel a little bit more in control makes you makes your emotions regulate um, lets you uh, respond to situations instead of react, you know? Yeah, yeah. it just gives people like a framework for interpreting. Yes, thank you. The word is, yeah, yeah, what's going on and how to respond in any given right. situation. Um, yeah. We like to say that DBT helps people to sort of live mindfully, uh, relate yes. effectively, and cope skillfully. And, you know, like you said, we're getting off of autopilot and we're actually living uh life awake and aware and mm-hmm. in tune with what's a, who is around us and um and that enhances our quality of life just right off the bat of like slowing down long enough and in my experience it seems like when you slow down and observe and are mindful in your everyday life then time sort of slows down and you feel like you're getting more out of life 
Absolutely. And uh, and that's a cool thing. And then to relate effectively is all about just like taking care of our relationships and having healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, so often that's really hard to do um, for some of our folks who are seeking DBT. And, and but with skills, they can learn how to like even make friends and making friends as a as adults is really hard especially but like how do you even start a conversation with someone or um, how do you get somebody to meet your needs if you need help like how do you ask for help in a way that's going to increase the likelihood that they want to help you Um, how do you how do you say no to certain things that you have a hard time saying no to Um, and then um, set boundaries yeah, yeah right and then just to cope skillfully is um, I mean, there's so many things that we have to cope with on a moment by moment day basis. So, um, yeah. So what do you think somebody can expect from a DDT program and what are the components? Um, are we, are you just like, is it like school where they're just learning skills or <laughs> what does that feel like for the client and what can they expect? Yeah, I think it, you know, everybody's needs are a little bit individualized. So what one person needs might be a, a tad different than the next. Um, there is some teaching of skills. Um, however, you know, I really like to process events that have happened um, and point out maybe skills they could have used or that they did use and praise those. That's my favorite part, right? I don't want to point out what they're, what they didn't do. I generally want to praise what they did do, right? Because there are several, oh, go ahead. No, I just said right on. Oh, yeah. There's there's lots of skills that we use on a regular basis that maybe we're just not always aware we're doing, right? And in, in, uh, if you've made it to a certain point in your life, any point of your life, you've had to use skills, right? You've, been, you've lived skillfully in order to survive in order to thrive yeah just waking up in the morning and showing work requires a ton of skills it does yes um and so being able to praise those things and um how to pause and as i i think i said a few minutes ago instead of reacting and responding right so Mm -hmm. and um, you know, even if we know that we're going to respond in an emotional manner to to whatever situation, as you said, it, it can change from moment to moment. Um, even if you're um, becoming aware that that's going to happen and not immediately just making a decision just based on um, that emotional response. Yeah. That's that's the thing that has been really useful in my own personal life, right? I know that I'm going to respond emotionally to several things, but if I can just be aware of that, then I can respond instead of react. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and just that awareness piece seems seems like the biggest benefit for folks when they're starting out is, you know, all of a sudden they're just they're noticing things, they're noticing patterns, and they're pausing even just for a moment before they react. Um, and you know, DBT is made up of mostly individual therapy, individual counseling, and yeah. um, we're not just sitting and talking about skills the whole time. We're, you know, the, my style is to have a dialectical conversation, a therapeutic conversation, and to weave in, you know, these nuggets of skills and wisdom. Absolutely. And then there is a structure to the therapy sessions as well, especially if you're uh, addressing really difficult. 
issues or behaviors such as suicidal or self-harming behavior, uh, we want to make sure that our client's safety is the top priority and helping them to build a life that's worth living. But there's also the group um, component, and that's really the best place to learn skills. And Sarah, you lead uh, at least a couple of of DBT skills groups here. So tell us a little bit about the group experience. Yeah, I I, um, lead three. Oh, that's right. Um, I can't keep up with them. Ah, man, if I... I don't know how you you keep up with them. Yes, yes. I enjoy groups. Um, You know, with group, I... Uh, have a variety of ages. So I have a teen group, I have a young adult group, and then I have an adult group. Um, so I think it's helpful that they're all different ages to keep up with, right? Um, um, so generally how I lead a group is we, you know, there's four modules to DBT. So um, all of the groups are ongoing. So, you know, where. I might be in one module with one set of age groups um, um, or one group, you know, might be in a different module with the other groups, but um, so that makes it, keeps it interesting, mm-hmm. right? That I'm not just kind of cookie cutting everything. Um, and there's a lot of, so with group, you know, we might have, I generally start with about, you know, anywhere from two to two to five minutes of mindfulness um, utilizing a different mindfulness um, exercise each week because we all have things that we enjoy better than others. You know, mindfulness doesn't isn't just meditation or it isn't just, I don't know, whatever, uh, whatever I believed about it before I really learned about it. Right, yeah. Sometimes there's it's kind of like mysterious or kind of, you know, if, if people aren't used to Eastern philosophy or mindfulness uh, or meditation, it can be kind of um, weird. (laughs) Right. Kind of, um, yeah. Wooey or whatever it is. Yeah. And it can be as spiritual as you want it to be, but it's also very um, scientific as well. Yes, exactly. Um, and then the, um, it just really is focusing outside of yourself, you know, that could be really helpful in terms of mindfulness and and grounding. Mm -hmm. And then after we complete that, then, um, have a couple, a few minutes to check in maybe about your week, about the, if there was any homework from the previous week. Um, and just a review of the skills or skill that we talked about the previous week. And then we dive into the skills for that week or the lesson, if you want to call it that. That's not basically self teacher or the, yeah, yeah. That's fine. That good to me. Yeah. I mean, I guess in the skills group, you are more of a, that is more of a um, teacher type. Yeah. It is very educational or psychological. Educational. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I really like to open it up to discussion at that point um, and just really get um, what experiences they've had with those skills or with the skills from the previous week. Um, And then we we close. Mm -hmm. And so generally they're an hour long. yeah, some are virtual, some are in person, and um, with 
you know, would just kind of uh, roll with with the experience that the rest of the world has been experiencing for the last couple of years. So, in terms of, yeah, and ver- it's great that in the world yeah. of psychotherapy, we can offer different um, ways of accessing mm-hmm. our services now through telehealth and virtually, but also in person. And um, everyone prefers or needs something, you know, different, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. So as we close, you mentioned wise mind earlier. Um, what is another skill that we could leave our our listeners with that you have found to be super helpful with clients? Yes. So another skill um, that that I find is helpful that I um, will talk about early on that I think we can use on a daily basis is the stop skill. Um, and it can be helpful in distressing situations to bring us mindfulness, right? So again, I, I think I've said it a couple of times now, but that responding instead of um, as opposed to maybe um, reacting and learning to breathe and um, stop what we're doing in the moment if we're feeling too distressed. So that's what the S stands for. The T, so if you can visualize the stop sign, the T stands for take a break and breathe. The O stands for observe what's going on inside and outside of you, in the environment, within your body, um, within your mind. And then the P stands for proceed mindfully or with caution. So for instance, if you can, I went through that pretty quickly, but if you can visualize a stop sign, you know, what do you first do when you get to the stop sign? The first step is to stop, right? Then you generally take a moment, look around, see if there's anybody in the intersection or if it's your turn to go. Um, You have to come to a full stop, right? So, and then take a break, observe, in the P, you have to proceed mindfully, meaning that you can't go from a complete full stop to, you know, the the speed that you are going to a- attempt to achieve. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that that is such an everyday experience that we have of stopping at a stop sign and the visual, and you know, that's the visual of the stop sign. I think is really helpful. So are there any tricks to like, cause you know, I've used this skill myself and it works when you use it, right? Just like all the skills, they work when you sure. use them. But right. Are there any tricks to helping people to like remember to stop or to, I mean, like getting very practical, like what are some things that you have found to be helpful in your experience or with clients of getting them to actually stop when they need to stop? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say maybe uh, when they feel, you know, um, a feeling in their body that doesn't feel right, right, or maybe a tightness in their chest, that might be a good cue mm-hmm. to yeah, use this. Like the first yeah. sign. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, breathing. So we, you know, focus early on about um, practicing breathing on a regular basis. So that's a cue. Um, to stop. 
don't know. What about you? What have you utilized uh, to help? Well, I've it, always... is a, it is a challenge. I found like yes. setting a regular reminder on your phone to just oh, stop that's throughout the day, yes. even when you're not upset, but then also maybe having a ritual of, you know, when you walk into work or when you get home from work, as you're walking through the doorway, let that be your cue and your ritual to like check yourself um, before you greet your family or before you greet your coworkers. Um, and, but even I'm, I'm also thinking now of like maybe printing out, like if you printed out little stop signs and had them, yes, I know actually. it's cheesy, but like people have to do that. They have to leave sticky notes for themselves. They have to set reminders that, that has to be very unavoidable. True. I have suggested that before. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I mean, true. whatever works for people, but yeah, whatever is going to help you make that Mm -hmm. jump from just what you're doing now to making the change of doing something different and that's the hardest part but um, in, in time there are benefits and, and that will be reinforcing when you start to you know experience the benefits of using skills so yes. wow well thank you Sarah for sharing no, it was really wisdom yes thank you yeah and thank you for all that you contribute to um the dbt community and the work that you do with your clients thank you so and to our listeners out there thanks for joining us again and stay tuned for the next episode um we're going to try to post these you know once every two to three weeks or so um and uh, with that i will leave you all to it take care bye take care